This episode of Two True Freaks is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com offers 37% off all major publishers. InStockTrades.com offers free shipping for orders over $50. Most orders are shipped within 48 hours, and there are thousands of titles currently in stock. That's InStockTrades.com. And be sure to tell them Two True Freaks sent you. Two True Freaks reaches thousands of listeners each and every month. If you would like to sponsor an episode, please stay tuned after this show for details. I find their illogic and foolish emotions constant irritant. Then transfer out, freak! Two Along the circus, right next to the dog-faced boy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. Ah! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner. He's an asshole. And Chris Honeywell. Boy, is he great. It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain. Yes. Welcome back to Two True Freaks. We've got a, a special episode. It's the first Two True Freaks where we're going to devote completely to anime, even a specific anime show. And I, I should, I, I don't want to say I've brought um, two guests on because they sort of found us. And you might remember Hope Mullinex from way back at our uh, Harry Potter Alliance podcast. And she's here with her best friend, Megan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I sort of ruined, I, I, I did sort of ruin the whole thing where you guys were going to introduce yourselves. That's okay. I? Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Uh, hi, I'm Hope. You might remember me, as you said, like forever, months ago. And, and this is really special for me because Megan is my best friend. She's also my role-playing buddy. And unlike me and Chris, she's the nicest person you'll ever meet in your life. Again, very true. I don't know why <laughs> she likes me at all. <laughs> well, I know this is this is a tough time in Two True Freaks because Scott, the other nice guy, is gone. So it's like, you know, like the assholes are left in charge of the <laughs> of everything now. So excuse so, me, I am yeah, a bitch. I don't poor, hear poor Megan is just like, yeah, getting thrown to the wolves this <laughs> this episode. Yep. It'll be fine. You'll be good. I'll protect you. Thank you. So now for the people who've been listening to Two True Freaks, they know that Scott and I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> anime. I would say I maybe know 
like a millimeter more than Scott because I've seen like um, Akira <laughs> and um, uh, Howl's Moving Castle and um, so good. And uh, <laughs> what, what was the other one with the the little girl? Spirited and away. Her, Spirited away. I've seen that. Won and an I've, Oscar. And uh, I just downloaded uh, what was it? Cinnamon? What was it called or? Paprika. I knew it was a spice of some oh, sort. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen that I've one yet. I haven't it. watched that yet. I've heard it's actually sort of like Inception. Oh, huh. it, they it has stole a lot to do with dreams. But um, that's you know um, I've seen I've seen a, a, a scattered TV show here and there. As homework, I'm gonna have to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender because uh. I just watched the horrible. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong version <laughs> of it and I'd like to see like what the story was really supposed to be like you know? yeah like Amanda heard... Bynes was supposed to be like an Asian chick a lot, a, a lot of people that I know who are not really into anime really like that show so I figure it might be some, a good starting point for me I would say also um, if you can get your hands on Full Metal Alchemist that's a good one too I, I've seen... Now, that's been on Adult Swim, hasn't it? Yeah. Because I think I've seen... They just started... Uh, they just finished Brotherhood, which is like... They came out with Fullmetal Alchemist originally, and they went through that run. And then they came out with Brotherhood, which is actually based on the manga, which is the comic book form of it, because the plot changes mm -hmm. about halfway through. Well, so. I'll be honest with you. With Adult Swim, a lot of times when I would turn it... When, when I, my TV was actually in use... And that was about all I would watch is Fox News and Adult Swim. But that's a long story. <laughs> but, you um, Fox News out of comedy. It yes. is comedy. Entertainment. Yes. Uh, sometimes it doesn't make me laugh, but it still at least makes my brain do something. You should uh, look <laughs> Not up. Not what they want it to do, but. <laughs> Chris, look up uh, Fox News bashing Lady Gaga's telephone. Their their best oh, like it's so funny. it is their best argument of why it should be like not on TV is because pedophiles can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but they can they can also watch Three Men and a Baby too. And, you know, I mean. And then they started going off like because it was a group analyzing the Fox News clip, and they're like, "Yeah, pedophiles can also drink milk, so let's all not drink milk." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Young Turks. Yeah, it's like the Young Turks. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's really funny. I'm I'm familiar with the Young Turks. Uh, they've they have done a lot of publicity because they get on a lot of searches on YouTube. And I gotta say, they're kind the the guy what Zank Sank. I don't that, know. Uh, That's the only video I've ever seen. But yeah, it was me funny. too. They're they're pretty interesting. But anime, you yeah, guys actually. Anime. To do to, so, at least I wouldn't be a complete moron for this show. I I actually watched a few episodes of um of the uh, anime that we're go the specific anime we're going to be talking about, which is is it pronounced Hitalia? Yeah, Hitalia. It's uh there's Hitalia Axis Powers, which is the first two season, and right now they're in season three, which is World Series, and season four just got confirmed as of yesterday. So. And uh, it's it's pretty. I actually, as which I don't usually do. I even went to a Wikipedia page and read about the history of it. And uh, it's pretty. It started out as a webcomic, 
Yep, it was, started was as a webcomic, and then it was uh, picked up by um, an actual manga uh, company, and they, he started making more, and then it was picked up as um, an anime. And at first, for a while, it was just coming out as... Uh, they, like in Japan, they have magic where they send TV shows to cell phones, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, it is bad. And so they would send it to cell phones, and people would watch it there. But now it's picked up to actually play on on like because they they have like thirty like fifteen minute shows, and then they have the last ten minutes for commercials and other things. So it's like in that last ten minute slot. That's how TV in Japan works. <laughs> it's. it's... It's a very interesting format. Now, I have to say, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch these. And I remember, actually, I think it was during the... I think there was a little digression in the Harry Potter podcast um, where you and Dana were talking about... Um, I, I think you were just talking about which countries were the cutest or, or whatever <laughs> at, that, at that point or hottest. And so I'd, I'd, I remembered from that. So I sort of knew, okay, this is an allegorical... Um, you know, story based on you know the actual interactions of the countries, and so I was like, "Yeah, it could be interesting." But I gotta say, once I, once I got into the rhythm of the format of it, it was very interesting, and it's a what a it, strange take on history and a strange way to express it. You know, at yeah. first oh, I yeah. thought. At first, I thought, you know, maybe this would be useful for little kids, you know, as, uh, as, <laughs> you know, but that, you know, and then I started, then the dialogue started going, but there's, and there's mild swearing in it, and, uh, some mild violence and stuff, and, and. There's an episode later on in, uh, season three, because, like, the first two seasons, so everyone knows, is based off World War One and World War Two, roughly, like, they kind of follow that story, and then when you hit Very season. Roughly. Very roughly. And then when you hit season yeah. three, it, it picks up pretty much any points in history. So it pulls from just about everywhere. And there's an episode where uh, France is trying to explain sex to Italy. But Italy is so, like, naive and innocent. He just doesn't get it. But, like, sex is going into, like, how to give blowjobs and stuff. But they they, re they replace words with moon. So it's like, and then you, ah, his, oh. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's so silly. And yeah, it's really, it's deceiving because when you first start watching it, you think, ah, kids stuff. And the more you watch, you're like, oh. It did, yeah. No, they just said that, didn't they? Wow. Well, I was just, happened. yeah, I was just like, well, this obviously isn't for children, but <laughs> it, it also, it really helps to have uh, a little bit of um, knowledge of history <laughs> to oh, watch yeah. it in the first place. We found once, especially for me, I, I love history anyway. And um, when I, the more I watched this, the more I was thinking, oh, I want to, I want to read about the battle this was based on, or why is that yeah. relationship the way it is? And then, so it really inspires you to go and learn more about the history of it. You realize how little you do know. That's about something I really appreciate about it because um, the guy who wrote it, uh, which I cannot pronounce his name worth the life of me. He back if you find the web comics online, he backed up everything. Like he he's done his research. Let me he, see if I can find his name. He, oh, uh, yeah. It's on this page. Like um, he's done all his research and he has no that page. I Megan, know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, Megan. You're messing up my shit. Don't hit her. Shut don't up. hit her. Okay. Don't do that. Count uh, to ten. Huh? Count to ten. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. Hidikaz Himaruya. 
Kiz is like the only Japanese name I can never pronounce. Anyway, but he's done all his research and he backs up everything. So everything that he draws and has written about is based on some point in history, which makes it even、mm-hmm. funnier because it actually happened. And、um, such, even things like parts of their hairstyles stand for parts of their countries and things right. like that. It's very right. interesting. It's, like, there's it, an entire episode about、uh, Poland, who I will talk about later because I love Poland. He wants to contribute to the World War II effort, and he buys them all ponies, which actually happened. Yes. It, it's, it, it, that, that's the interesting thing about stuff like this is a lot of the stuff that may seem nonsensical in this is probably based. I, I remember having that thought. I remember thinking, the stuff in this that's. Seems really weird is probably the stuff that's the most fact based, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's really great. And, and, and I'll say, I mean, there's definitely、um, so, uh, some editorializing, you know? He definitely is putting his spin on it, which is very interesting to see World War I and World War II from a Japanese perspective. Yeah. And, I, something, uh, something and it's not.、Um, oh, go on. And it's not like Japanese centric, you know? It doesn't. It's more focusing on Italy than anything else. I mean,、right. it's, it's, it's named after Italy. So. That's actually why he did it. Because、um, the, the writer is from Japan, but he goes to school in New York. He lives in New York.、Okay. And、um, he, discovered, he, he started realizing after like, coming to America, and I, I think this is how it happened. So, Italia fandom, don't yell at me if I, I'm just trying to remember what I read. But、um, Japanese culture doesn't know about the、uh, European side of World War II as much. So we wanted to kind of do it to kind of introduce them to that. So they wanted to sort of. I noticed it was very centered in Europe. You know,、mm. it was. For, for being Japanese, it was very much as if, you know, Europe. Well, Europe was the center of World War I and World War II. So that, that does make sense. And.、Uh, Just the, the interesting, you know, the, the, the way that,、um, you know, Italy, Japan, and Germany are romancing each other, <laughs> s- sitting around the fire and having, you know, having conversations once Italy's finally calmed down and fallen asleep. And、uh, w- what I found really interesting about this is what is it? The first four episodes, they've dubbed them now.、Mm-hmm. And.、Um, And the first thing I noticed is, man, they really,、uh, they really play the, act, you know, the stereotyped <laughs> accents. You know, I know. Japan's I messing up its L- L's and R's. And Italy, it sounds like Jar Jar with an Italian accent <laughs> in, in the, the dub stuff. Yeah. And I, I can't tell in Japanese if they're doing the same thing, if it sounds as exaggerated in Japanese. Yeah. As it does when they translate it into English, you know, if, if they had all the countries doing Japanese with a horrible French accent, you know, attached to it. No, it's,、uh, what they do is they, they do it by dialect. So if someone has like a southern a- accent, they kind of sound like they're from Osaka, because that's like actually like South Japan. So like they do it from like, like Poland talks like a valley girl. Because, like, you see him, he's like, like, oh my god, I have to paint my house pink. Let's go paint our house pink. But it's a Japanese equivalent of a Valley Girl accent. Yeah. It's what they would Right, right.、Yeah. So that's how it is. But, like, I, I, me and Megan talked forever before the dubs out about how kind of scared we were about it. Because we wasn't quite sure how it was going to sound. And I, I was all for accents if they were done well. Because the, right, the wrong accent can just break the entire thing. 
I was really hoping for accents. And I think it was cool if they stayed with such a stereotypical accent because the whole... It's the all whole iconic, yeah. ...kind of profits on the funny stereotypes that each country has. And I'm very pleased. The only person I do not like is China. Like, I do not like China's dub because it yeah. sounds like it is trying to be a voice actor and I am trying to sound like I am from China. Like, uh. I really... I don't like it. But I mean, everyone else is so funny. Like, it always sounds like Mario. I really do think he sounds like Mario. Oh, you're right. You're right. Jabbly, come, let's do this. <laughs> it's me. It's, it's, it's me. Jar Jar and Mario mixed together. <laughs> oh, what's oh the pasta? Mar Jar. Mar Jar. Yes. I like it. I like it. So, um, something that's on my list to talk about is, like, why this is a good time to talk about this anime. Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. It's uh the reason I wanted to talk about it is it's a very rising anime. It's it's growing fandom is just thriving because we're in the middle of season three. The movie just came out like two uh, like a month and a half ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. The movie's mm-hmm. exciting because because every every episode's only five minutes long. You get an extended look at how crazy all these people are in long term. An aliens attack. Yeah, so I'm interested in seeing. <laughs> Aliens, aliens do attack. attack. And yes, they're, they're cute. They're cute. Like, <laughs> what they do is they're, there's there are these little white things, and like when they touch you, it's they they want to suck all the color out of Earth because they don't have any color themselves, so they turn everything white. And they they end the the, the way they beat the aliens is they sing a song. <laughs> yeah, not based on historical incidents. I really hope. No. no I was, yeah, I was just trying to recall which historical incident that was. <laughs> Well, there is an entire episode de- devoted to the Roswell incident. Like, yeah. America has a pet alien that lives with him named Tony. <laughs> and I like how America America is sort of portrayed as just being um, full of piss and vinegar and completely <laughs> nonsensical. I know! Everything America says is just complete, you know, abstraction. And But they're... Behind it, a hundred percent. I know it's true. Do you want? Do you want to talk about the World Eight? The World Eight is the three Axis powers and the five allies. They're they're the main characters of the series. Yes, I do want to talk about that. <laughs> good, good answer. I want to talk about everything on your list. I do. Awesome. So let's start with Italy. Okay. So Italy. I don't know. I personally had, didn't know really anything about Italy during World War Two, except that they were the allies of Germany and Japan. And I guess that's why, because Italy, according to this, never really did anything. So I guess that's why I never knew anything about Italy during World War II. They had entire troops die in the (laughs) desert because they boiled all their water to make pasta. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which is also, I mean, that's exactly what we were just talking about. That literally happens in the cartoon. He's standing in the middle of the desert with a big big, you know, pot of pasta with the heat rising and everybody just staring at him going, what are you thinking? And uh, that was one of the points that I was thinking, this must be based on something true because it's it's almost, it's I, it's not like it, it's, it's like a bad racist joke or something. And then the Italians yes. boiled all the water for pasta. <laughs> and it's, it's really true. They're all very stereotypical jokes. You have to take this entire series with a tra- grain of salt because if you take it literally, I mean, at, at one point they just released the uh, dub clip for Romano, who is uh, South Italy. It's a uh, it's 
It's uh, it's Northern Italy's older brother, and he walks into Germany and calls him Air Hasselhoff. I mean, you just it, you just can't take it seriously. Yeah, and it, it pokes fun pretty much equally at every country at some point or another. So you really can't say that they're being prejudiced no. from one or the other. Everybody- well, no, yeah, nobody's really portrayed as being like the faultless. You know, Germany is. You know, that is overly organized and uptight and OCD yes hmm. and just as pissed off by everybody and and something else we find interesting is there actually is no villain in the show yeah nobody is any more mean than anybody else either they're all equally nice all equally mean they're all kind of on the same playing field which makes it interesting as well well yeah usually I mean if, if this was made in America Germany would have to be, you know, the the bad guy, the heavy. Well, the 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 whole axis would have to be the, and this is just more exploring the whys and hows of of what happened rather than casting any blame on anybody. Right. And that's what I love about it. Like there is no, and because it just happened. It's not like um, it, it makes it more approachable almost. Yeah, and you see that. It, it reflects more on the people of the country as a whole instead of just the rulers of the countries, which is right. usually what we think about. And it shows the, the, the mood in the nation as a whole instead of just the ruling body of the country. So you see that it's kind of everyone's indirectly pulled toward this conflict, but none of them are more at fault than any of the others. It's just they well, have yeah. to bosses say. A lot of the characters' traits are are basically, you know, cultural aspects of their countries. Mm-hmm. You know, um, France. Uh, there's numerous mentions of wine and art and love and such and love and retreating. And I mean, I mean, Italy. Yeah, and retreating and and Italy. There's, you know, every time he gets gets up and gets out in the public, he's like, ladies, <laughs> Hi, ladies. Ladies and pasta. Yeah, and pizza. Pizza. Yeah. I love it. I don't like the. I, I hate to say this, but I don't really like any of the Asian nations. They bore me. Like Japan is just so boring to me. I don't know. I think he's sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's sweet, but he acts like God. That I think the dubbing made him better because they made him stereotypical. Like gave him English. Like he said covers. Yes. Hello, I am Japan. Hello, I am Japan. We have many colors for you to choose from. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, they make all the U-boats and they come in all the designer col- colors. And their final form is a robot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is their ultimate final form. Cool. <laughs> so silly. I do, but I think the W actually made him better because I just, I don't like Japan. He, he makes me... God, when him and Grace get together... Hope just... doesn't like slow moments in the I anime. Don't. She likes for it to always be fast and... Well, well, for Christ's sakes, these are like five-minute episodes. And, like, even the five-minute episodes are broken up into mini-episodes. You know, it's got the little, the little countries as, as little, you know, the little kid sections of them when they're... Jimmy Thalia. 
Yeah, yeah. And and then it has a, a happy little song at the end. So I don't see how it could get... Man, you must have the attention span of, like, a fruit fly or no, something. Wait till you get a season three, and there's episodes where it's just Greece and Japan together. And, and Japan it just drags so, on and on and no, on for five minutes. The entire fucking episode is them sitting on a hill just talking to each other. And trying to get angry about something. Using and, words and communicating. So boring, Hope. Not moving colors. <laughs> where are the moving colors? Where are the Where are the flashing to... lights that that give people epileptic seizures? You're a bitch, Megan. Shut up. <laughs> she does have the attention span of a fruit fly, but most of the time she's quite enthralled by Talia. So yeah, my friend. All those are. people with attention spans of fruit flies could really enjoy this anime. So maybe a sandwich. It, it, it makes. It, it, it makes me wonder. I mean, what, what do you think the demographic is of the fandom of Italia? Is it, is it mostly anime fans? Or, I, I mean, definitely like adults. This would be a great history lesson for adults. God knows in this country, most adults <laughs> could use a history lesson or two, you know? Yeah. I think, I feel like it's geared more toward older teenagers, probably, high schoolers uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um, but I would imagine people in their 20s. 30s, you know, anybody could really find it interesting as far as who who so far has watched it. I mean, I personally believe it is a great way to teach history, at least in a, to an extent. You in know? a general like, way, yeah. Well, it's yeah. a good, it's I, I a, good, it's a springboard, a... really. It's it's makes mm-hmm. you want to explore where, you know, you want to read about the story where they made the pasta in the desert. Yeah. yeah, like I, uh, I showed it to my college history teacher, and she, she wasn't all like woo about it, but she thought it was funny and interesting. She called it history, sort of. <laughs> but um, this is kind of jumping ahead in our list of things, but it, it has inspired me to learn a whole lot about um, one of my favorite minor countries is Turkey, and I had never really known anything about the country of Turkey, and after watching this, I. Now Turkey's one of my favorite countries, and I've learned so much about the, the country and about the people there. For me, it's Canada. Like, yeah, I have this like I have this like loving like I adore Canada and the anime. Cause he's just so damn adorable. He's barely there. And he's barely there. No, he's in there a lot. <laughs> now, <isn't laughs> now, now, one thing I remember reading is in both the American and the Japanese version of this. The actor who plays America also plays Canada. The same, yep. they they have the same voice actor playing, yep. which I found very funny because that's also a that's also kind of a nice joke towards Canada because Canada's always accused of being you know America light or America too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a huge joke, and that people always mistake Canada for America and hit him and stuff like that. And like he'll like vanish, and like no one will remember who he is. Like he uh-huh. there's an entire episode. Dedicated to him, where he like he bursts into the G8 meeting because they're like we're forgetting someone. Who the hell are we forgetting? He bursts in there and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was like, all this stuff happened, and they just kind of look at him and no one knows who he is, and they're like, we're glad you're here, sir. (laughs) 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 And uh, he has a pet polar bear that talks, who doesn't even know his name either. And in reverse, he doesn't actually remember his polar bear's name either. (laughs) They just. But uh, the only person who remembers him is Prussia. That's the only person who actually remembers him, which is interesting because they've they've they have only similar weather. Re- 
Well, yeah. yeah, they've only interacted like in the, in like a fan disc. They have never actually interacted in the anime or the manga. I don't. I don't think in the manga. This is Prussia, not Russia. Prussia. Yes. P R U S S I A. Who is also oh. kind of interesting because Prussia is no longer a nation. Yeah, we'll talk about him later. Yeah. He's very interesting to me. So, uh, you want to talk about America? America. Sure. I Let's love talk America. about America. I love America. Alfred. Alfred F. Jones stands for freedom. <laughs> they all have human names that they don't use in the anime, but like America's name is Alfred F. Jones, and no one knows what the F is, so we just assume it's freedom. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's a very American-sounding name, too. Yeah. Yes, they all do. Like, uh, yeah, all the names are very stereotypical of their country. Like, like Italy's is uh, Feliciano Varg. Uh, Veneciano, uh, Ludwig's is, uh, Germany is Ludwig, Japan is Honda Kiku, Arth- uh, England is Arthur Kirkland, like, they all have, like, very, yeah, them names. Yeah. Culturally names. But I love America. I love Alfred. Well, Alfred, and- it just makes you picture, like, Alfred E. Newman, you know? <laughs> That's how I always think, especially with, like, a single letter initial in the middle. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it, it was especially interesting that he, he chose to make America a very approachable character and not too offensive to Americans, but still, you know, a very a, a, a jive that all people always say about Americans, how we always do is eat cheeseburgers and want to rule the world, but in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, that's not that inaccurate, really. I mean, there's I, I just don't know if anybody really is un any side of the political fo- fence these days would be willing to argue that we don't like eating cheeseburgers and conquering the world. It's true. It's true. And like in the first episode where he says, we're going to conquer global warming by putting a superhero up into space to save the world. And everyone goes, okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I- America. <laughs> it's fun. And like, uh, and he has this, like, great... I, I love seeing his leaders pop up, because, like, Harry S. Truman pops up in an episode. I love seeing any leaders pop up in the episodes. That always makes it a little bit more interesting. So, and I, I was always found myself pausing the episodes, because he would actually put in footnotes explaining who somebody was a lot of times. Yeah, the you footnotes are fun. Yeah. And, and they and fly. They're un- impossible to read unless you, like, I pause know. it and read it. They're, they're literally just like enough time to read the first maybe sentence and a half of it, and then it's gone. Yeah, they're detailed paragraphs a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, as the series goes on into the World Series, the third season, um, they have a lot of narration narrating what happens at a, in a certain period of time, and then they go on to show to show what it. happens. And it's it's really funny. Like, they'll say, there was this war, and da 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 And then it may just be so much as one character smacking the other one. <laughs> have, they, have they done anything like the Cold War or anything like that yet? Um, not the Cold War. They did, they've done the War of Austria Succession. Um, the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War. I'm sorry, I just put, like, a huge thing of chocolate in my mouth, so... Ah. Um, I'm pulling up the episodes. Um, they've done War of Austria Succession... Um, they've mentioned, um, go, go, computer, don't be dumb. Um, they, my brain is not working. There's not as much war mentioned in the, in it's the more world series. Stuff. It's a lot of, um, 
like when one country is under the rule of another country, um, there's a whole sequence about uh, Spain and under control of South or um, Spain controlling South Italy, and yes. that plays out. And um, like they they do the Seven Years' War for a little bit. Um, they mention that a few times. Um, they bring in Turkey and talk about some of like Turkey and Greece's past. Oh, they do. Um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's um, Poland and Lithuania and how uh, they had that war that broke that where uh, Lithuania was taken over by Russia. They mentioned that and like right now they're doing um, Sweden and Finland oh, escaping from Denmark. Yes. Um, so, and it's often a lot of things that being living in America and not being in Europe and learning about all those things. It's a lot of history that we may not know. So it's interesting. Like I never knew that. Sweden and Finland escaped from Denmark. I I had no idea how they had to fight to get away. And, um... Yeah. You know who who gets really reverent treatment, I think, in this is uh, Rome, the Romans. Yes! At least in the beginning where I I was watching it, they're, they're almost, you know, set up as the mythical, you know fathers of every you know what you know the binders of everybody at that point and everybody all i i don't know if i would say like the writer but all the characters in there are definitely you know rome is at some point has been their leader or or who they looked up to and is presented as being a very strong and positive figure (laughs) and then later you meet grandpa Right. Yeah, he's silly. He's and he's all like, really? what? I ran around and I had sex and I ate food all day and then I killed some people and it was a full day. Whatever. But, <laughs> um, it is It is interesting to think because you think a lot of the countries really, they owe what they are to Rome to an extent. And then you yeah. get to because uh, back in the, they touch on the ancient relationship some and they bring in Germania. He was where Germany comes from. And the guy looks like Legolas. I must mention that. He looks like Legolas. <laughs> um, and he's so... It's really funny because it's just like watching Italy and Germany together. Because he is so serious. And he just can't stand Rome at all. And, like, Rome just... You can tell he just wants to get into his pants. It's fun. <laughs> so... And that, that's another thing maybe... Uh, evolves more but a lot mo- most of the characters most of the countries are represented by men too I noticed yes it's yeah. true which leads to a lot of interesting relationships it's right, a right. gay show well, right is. well when the, when yeah because all when you know alliances are are generally sort of represented as romances in this and you know you don't really I haven't seen any like consummation of it but you know I mean Germany and Germany and um Japan are sitting making goo goo eyes at each other over the fire, you know, and wondering what the I wonder what he's thinking right now. <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I noticed that and I was and I was trying to think of what countries I guess would be I don't know, why why would it be more appropriate I guess to represent countries with with male characters and female characters. We've tried to find some rationale, whether it be, like, power or size or anything like that. We can't really 
really find any rationale. Because, like, we were trying... There's there's only, like, in the, I think, manga and anime, like, there's been sketches of a lot of the countries, but, like, actual countries that have shown up, there's only nine females. And we were trying to f- figure out, too, because it's, like, Ukraine and Belarus, they're Russia's older and little sister, but we don't really know why they're females, and there's Hungary who's there, and we don't really, like, and even then she acts like a tomboy. She actually, when she was a child, she thought she was a boy, and that when she hit puberty, her penis would grow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Which it is was, very interesting. It's so funny. But I wonder what Hungarians want... think of that analogy. <laughs> oh, I wonder what Polish people think of Poland being a male cross-dresser who talks like a valley girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but my theory <laughs> behind it is that he realized as he was going along, wow, okay, every single character I've created is a man. Might need to add some women. So now a lot of the new characters, more of them are women, because I think mm-hmm. he realized that he was kind of riding himself into a corner there. Yeah, like, all, all the African nations, but I think two of them so far are girls. So like, each up in Cameroon are both men. Um, and then there's a lot of female African nations. And then um, he just made a few more micronations, like the Hutt River in Australia. He's <laughs> a female. Yeah, so as, it seems as the story progressed, he started creating more female characters for the sake of having them. <laughs> and, and I could see, like, Germany being male. I could definitely see Australia being male, like a oh, convict, you know. Awesome. And... And you know, there's definitely countries that 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 give off that that masculine vibe. But there's, you know, I mean, France could have definitely, you know, yeah. I mean, that's there's a Frank Zappa song where they're like, all all the girls are salty and all the guys are sweet, you know. So (laughs) France is definitely in touch with its feminine side. a big part of it is just because, like, in government it's prominently male, so yeah. that's that's kind of what I think. So, right, that, but we've discussed um, if we try a lot to try and rationalize kind of a reality of what it would be for, like, for these characters, and um, it's very difficult, too, because I feel like I feel like the um, the creator of the series didn't really think about a reality, he just thought about it in these short little comic strip forms. Yeah. Because, um, like, me and Megan, we roleplay. Like, we're role players, And, like, we've been trying to roleplay Italian for a while now. And sometimes it's really hard. Like, uh, like my main character is Canada. And, like, his entire... The entire world forgets about him. But, like, if we were... The reality is, if, like, if England and France, who helped raise him, who both raised him at, at some point, were actually his father figures, it's just... It's hard to believe that his father figures would forget about him. Yeah, and it's hard to... From an acting point of view, it's hard to just <laughs> find motivations. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, from an acting point of view. It's just like yeah, you're you're acting the part of a country. You know, your motivations. I guess. Well, you know, I guess you can really do broad. You can only do broad motivations as a country. You can't. You can really do subtleties because there would be so many subtleties. You would have these insane characters. Mm. Yeah. Like we're trying to just figure out like what they are. And, um, because, like, they're, they're, they're nation people. I mean, and they are the personifications of their nations. But, like, we were trying to think of, like, where do they come from? Like, and when does one come into being? And what causes them to change? Because a lot of them, they, they undergo change in age and skin color, depending on... Well, skin color is not canon. 
Oh, that's not canon. It's I not it canon. Uh, age is canon, right? Age is canon. Okay. Because, uh, like, I, I read this great fan fiction about, like, when they get so many immigrants, like, their skin or their hair would change, but that's not canon. But their ages are canon. Like, they get older when they get more power and stuff. Like, like there's a strip where America goes from being a child, and then, like, a few years later, England comes back to visit him, and he is, like, 19. Within like a few years, because his his country boomed so fast um, that he just rapidly grew and became stronger. See, I, I I don't even think of America. I think of America as being like at, at this point being about uh, seventeen or eighteen. Uh, he's nineteen. Know, we're still he's like, nineteen in the series. At, at the at, at the modern time, so that's that's about right. We're still at that. Fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> you know, we're doing whatever we want. I'm going to do yeah. what I want. Yeah, but even then, like, he, he's 19 in the series, but England and France are, like, in their mid-20s, yeah, like, 23 and 26. And England is 23, right. Yeah, and I would I would make them a little bit older. They're, they're definitely older than... But, I mean, we have a theory about their ages. Yeah. What theory? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one are they... They're, like we have a theory that their ages are constantly in flux. Oh. So in times of war, they're actually older, and then in times of peace, because like it's such hardships that they they have to mature oh, right. to be that. Right. Then in times of peace, they get younger again. Because if you look at Prussia's uh, with a P, not an R, um, <laughs> uh, if you look at Prussia's, it says like twenty with an up arrow. So he's older than twenty, but no one really knows. And then you have China, who's over four thousand years old, but he looks like he's like five. And Ashley has the voice actor of a woman, which is interesting. <laughs> Even though he's a man. That happens a lot. That happens a lot in yeah, animation because you can just, you know, you can get away with it. You know, it's like The Simpsons. Like, I think two out of three of the bully characters are all female voices. Mm-hmm. It happened in Rugrats. Yeah. Females oh, yes. did uh-huh. have, and Tommy. Which just, And oh, Phil I, oh. and Lil. Oh yeah. So it's having to make the the juvenile sound to China's voice, which is interesting. But he, he's one of the oldest characters. He's over right. four thousand, but he looks like he's like thirteen or something. Yeah. Which again, I believe could be representative of the fact that China is one of the oldest nations of all, but yeah. recently has changed. So in a way, is still very young. Young. Yeah. That's a that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. And then I I like the idea of like what happens when they are born and die because like, it hasn't been confirmed yet because you see in the Chibitalias uh, so, so everyone knows there's like this section called Chibitalia and it's about Italy when he was a kid and he has a friend called Holy Roman Empire and then the Holy Roman Empire vanishes like he just leaves one day and he never comes back and then you have Germany and they look exactly alike <laughs> and they even sound the same and, it, and, and in geology they are in the exact same location so right but it just hasn't been confirmed that it's Germany. But a lot of people think there's a time when he transitioned from Holy Roman Empire to Germany, that he became Germany. And then you have people like Prussia. Prussia's not a country anymore. It, it was dissolved in 1932 when the Nazis took it over and it never came back. And uh, But you still see Prussia running around in modern times in the anime. And uh, a lot of people think that when they split after World War II and became East and West Germany, he became West Germany, so he technically didn't die. And now there are two Germany brothers, like there's two Italian brothers. Because him and Germany are 
others. T dubs. Yeah. It's so uh, complicated. I know. Like when you really think world start... politics would be simpler than that. Like God when you really it. start thinking about like the mechanism and like the world of Natalia, it's really this complicated thing that hasn't been discussed yet. Yeah, it's very complex to think. Well, when did England become England, and what was England before? Was it always England, even? And I and think it was Anglo-Saxons. But did did the did the nation people go with the land, or did they go with the people they represent? Or... I mean, because for a while France was the Gauls and the Franks, and when did they stop becoming Gauls and Franks and become like French? Like yeah. So it's very it's very complex to try and think of the. And I would love to see the creator just sit down and be like, "Here's the world. Here's how it works." <laughs> He'd say, Shut I up. don't know, you guys. Right, right. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah, he'd be like, well, I'm just making it up as I go along based on history, you know? That's what I feel. I, it's really, I, I think it's just fascinating that a five-minute show shot in this, that cute anime, you know, with cute songs and, and you know, bizarre, bizarre style can actually, it's... I mean, inspiring conversation about the origins of, of countries and stuff. That's pretty That's pretty fascinating to me, yeah, especially having seen the show. And, and the great thing is, is I'll, I can have links and, um, you know, write to this so that when, you know, when you listen to the show, if you're at all curious, you can go and watch all of these. They're all online, mm -hmm. um, just like I did. And I can and, send you uh, links to the comics. Like, all the comics are online, too. Are online, too. If, if you go to the Funimation site, they only have through season two, but the main Italia website that I use, uh, it has every week, every Monday, they put up the new episode of, of season three. So season three is actually almost done with. Season four starts in September, so. And the um, a box set of season one will be available in America very, very soon. Yeah, August is season one, September is season two. And they've already greenlighted the movie to come to America. Yeah, so. I'm just wondering how many years it takes for us to start absorbing, you know, the Japanese visual, you know, the anime language into our pop culture, you know, other than just sort of a, it's, 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 it's now a joke, you know, every once in a while. I don't, did you ever see the Kevin Smith Clerks cartoon? I've seen a few episodes of it. it is there, there was a one where it broke into anime at the end. You know, it was a regular story, and then all of a sudden it was filmed like anime, and everything just went crazy. It was a courtroom scene, and then all of a sudden it's like, let's dance, and people are dancing, and they're like, who's driving car? Bear's driving car. How can this be? And, you know, close-ups <laughs> of people's faces. And, you know, The Simpsons had the, had the seizure robots cartoon and stuff like that. But... I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole different visual and audio language. It you know? really is. It is, and it, it and when you first see it, it's literally doesn't really make sense, or it just seems absurd. You know. First time I watched anime, I was older than a lot of my friends were. I was like in middle school, I guess, late middle school, and I was thinking, so when's this gonna be serious? <laughs> Does it ever <laughs> right. get serious? 
And she said, well, that's just how it is. And so you have you learned the language of anime because it really is a different language. And you realize that it doesn't look like it ever is, is serious, but sometimes it actually can be. I think, uh, like, a great example of all this is, like, how it's kind of been soaked into our culture is Pokemon. Like, mm. Pokemon's been going on for, like, what, 11, 12 years now? Yeah. At the beginning, whenever you saw them eating rice balls, the characters eating rice balls, they called them donuts. But now, really? today, like, if you watch Pokemon today, they call them rice balls again. That's yeah, cool. because they realize that people are going to be able to <laughs> under not not that they couldn't understand it before, but they just were just yeah. like, I don't know, rice balls. Do our Americans do we know what rice balls are? No, donuts. We know what donuts are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's not a it's not a season of Pokemon until James cross dresses. Yeah. he just it's, did two episodes ago, and I was so happy. It it's bit- white, so we can't call it pizza, or we can't say it's a cheeseburger, or else it would have been <laughs> cheeseburgers they were eating, you know. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, the, and, and also, uh, his work, Spirited Away, Houseman Castle, all that's doing a lot to, to forward anime and mm-hmm. pop culture. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I feel it's... But that I'm, anime is almost like the Disney, you know, it's, it's a very linear, it doesn't have the... You know, it, it, like the mass-produced anime, and that's another thing is a lot of that style just comes from they have to put a lot of story in, and they have to do it cheap because they make tons of it because it's a huge market for it. I mean, look so, at Teen Titans. It's an American-made anime, but it's styled yeah. entirely... Like, they even got a Japanese band to come and do the theme song. They got and, Hi Hi Puffy Ami Yumi. And that was, um... And wasn't Av- Avatar the, the last Airbender, yeah. wasn't that made... It's American, an American made. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, the, in that style. So we're absorbing it, and especially, for, you know, the kids are going to absorb it anyway because they're kids. They absorb stuff. And But, um, you know, when I saw Akira, I remember watching Akira going, this is totally not like the anime I've seen before. This is intensely detailed, and, you know, every little piece of fabric was moving, and it was Disney level. Where, whereas, you know, I'm talking about the sort of thing where somebody's embarrassed and all of a sudden their character turns into a little kid with a giant head, you know, and little <laughs> sweat, sweat beads coming off and they go, ah, you know, from being an adult character to all, and it just, it, and, and it's a two second shot, but it communicates that whole, like, I've been knocked down to a little kid and, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's very cutesy and exaggerated, but once you get used to it, it, it you know, you have all these different visual and audio cues mm-hmm. to so tell you expressive. what's going on. Yeah, and and then there's just the cultural difference between Japan and America, which is one of the oh, most fascinating things to me it, ever. If you look so at cartoons from Japan, like pre World War Two, it's a right. certain style. But post World War Two, when we were helping them rebuild, and Disney came over. The entire style of anime changed. It Disney-fied. Well, yeah. Well, Japan's always been, always been like one of the most absorbent cultures ever. They well, they've really only been get... really open since 1920 because they were yeah. in seclusion for like 200 years. Right, right, right. Well, maybe that has <laughs> had something to do with it. Is finally that, but you know, they're very, they are very interested in other people's cultures and and understanding them and absorbing them and. And maybe they don't completely understand them, because how can you? And and so you get this weird... It's it's almost like a parallel universe America to me. Yeah. You know, with this, this weird cultural melting pot 
but it, with them, it's not as much. People have brought the culture over there as they've they've assimilated it and embraced other people's culture. I I would love to go to Japan. I just have I would I would love to see that bizarre culture that loves our American culture, but at the same time is still very so alien. And it's it's very traditional. And at the same at, at the same time, I mean, you know, my friend, uh, I I have this friend Anna who's a Buddhist, and she went Which over there. And, but pardon, what? I said, woo woo, I'm Buddhist too. Oh, and she went over there on a she did the pilgrimage to all the Buddhist temples oh, wow. in Japan, and um, I'm trying to think of what country she. I I keep wanting to say she's from Guatemala, but she's not. She's from. Anyway, she was the country right next to Colombia. But anyway, she was um, of indigenous stock there. So she was very tall and had very Mayan features, you know, dark hair. And she was a tall, solidly built lady. And she went to, she went to Japan and she said, I've never been in a more polite and rude culture. <laughs> In my life, she said, you know, everywhere you go, everybody's very polite, very friendly. You know, you observe strict rules of politeness. But then she would get on the on the train and she would be getting groped and fondled and men pushing up against her. And uh, because they would see she was tall and they would see something that would make them think that she was American. So they're like American girls like sex. And and she was getting like she stopped taking the trains and subways because she was getting harassed everywhere and propositioned everywhere. She she was getting propositioned a lot at the by the Buddhist monks too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can tell they're just it's a much more sexually open country than in some ways. Yeah. In some ways, I just find this also funny because there's an entire episode of Italia dedicated to China getting to know Japan, and he's so polite, but he'll say one thing that is just really completely rude and inappropriate to China. <laughs> it sounds exactly like everything you just described. Yeah, it's true. And I think as you were saying about how they, um, how Japanese people love to absorb other countries, I think it's a perfect example is in Italia, how it's very much about embracing the all the different cultures of the world as a you can learn something from everybody. Because every right. country has good and bad points. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that's the I, thing. That, I, I really wish the Hatalia would kind of touch on some of the darker points in history. Because I, I know it's a happy-go-lucky anime, but you can't deny that they're going through World War II, and they can't see the big Holocaust. How are you going to do the Holocaust in that, in that context, <laughs> though? You know, I mean, and the thing is, the Holocaust is, a, is still an open wound, you know, even yeah. though whatever, like, it was, it seems like a long time ago in our time frame, but culturally, you know, it's an open wound, and people, you know, people, if, if you take it just a little bit lightly, there's people are going to get upset, you know. And, like, there's a spin-off series uh, called Afghanistan, and it's about the Middle East crisis going right now, and they ta- describe 9-11 as a cat named Al-Qaeda biting America on the hand. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the, in the scale of the metaphor, that's about what it was, you know. Yeah. So, like, I, I 
do, I would love to see Hataya tackle some really serious stuff, yeah. but at the same time, you would have to tackle it so d- Like, people are already getting upset with stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, South Korea is banned from the anime because the country of South Korea thought it was atro- like atrocious to their nation. So South Korea is not in the anime. It's not allowed to be. Just because they want to, but because South Korea asked them not to be, or just yeah, they, because they, they don't want to anger them? Show to be taken off the air because it angered them. But, That's like, fair enough. That's what I would do too. I'd say, okay, fair enough. You don't get to be in the. <laughs> exactly. And like for a while, people were thinking that Sweden wasn't like Sweden just came in two weeks ago, and because. He is the only openly gay character in the show. Like, no one else is confirmed, Which but... Which just kills me. Because he's actually the most heterosexual male in there. <laughs> but, in um... Way as far as he acts, but he's, he's the, the heterosexual. He's the only confirmed gay character. And then people... Like, he hasn't even came in until season three, late season three. So people were thinking he wasn't going to be in there at all. Um, but yeah... I, I can't see Sweden really being one of a country that would get offended by anything no. like that. No. Any of those, any they of those Scandinavian idea. countries are pretty. You know, I mean, you could. I mean, you could have a cartoon where Sweden's portrayed as a coprophiliac and like is eating babies and stuff, and they'd be like, "Well, we understand why people would have a different point of view, and we'll we'll give it our equivalent of an Oscar, even." Because it is well done, but, you know, we don't agree with it, you know, that, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, uh, I mean, how, just... how are, how are, like, um, like, are, are, like, Palestine and Israel in there? No, <laughs> they kind of avoid that <laughs> The closest sort of you get to the Middle yeah. East is Turkey and Egypt. Okay, because I was going to say, that could, you know, that could be really, I mean, those... Both of those sides are not gonna don't have a lot of, you know, don't make a lot of jokes about that whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, you know? they 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 do tend to stick toward safe ground as far as the war the the wars they talk about. Most of the World War II is the most recent occurrence mm-hmm. that they talk about. Mostly, especially in World Series in the third season, they mostly are talking about hundreds of years ago stuff. They and and the, all the countries that they reference i would say safely they're all countries that you know can take some battering i would say right right you know, they would never land israel or something like that it would just be in yeah, bad taste well, no, <laughs> only with the holocaust can stuff from world war Two at this point have someone say you know it's too soon to to do yeah. to do and i mean like actually people can get away with doing like Holocaust Nazi humor, but it's got to be someone like Mel Brooks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Someone who can say, hey, you know, I have family over there. I'm just doing this in fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at a list of minor characters right now, and there are people mentioned. Like, uh, uh, there's Tibet, and who's kind of been around, but Tibet and China are on like such like terrible terms right now yeah. that I, Tibet's only been there once in the comics or I thought even a just sketch like and then North Korea was mentioned as almost being made but North no. Korea like South Korea uh, just North Korea would be a great character and you could <laughs> I, get away with that you know dude the, the writer lives in 
New York. North Korea would bomb New York just to kill him. Don't say that. <laughs> I North said Korea, that. I, North Korea doesn't even have food to feed it. North Korea, I think, is pretty, like, toothless. I I think. I'm, I don't know. I've never been too afraid of North Korea, even though... Sort of, despite the fact that that they're definitely, and when I say they, I say you know, I mean their government is batshit babbling crazy. Yeah. At, at, at one point, that makes me scared of them, but at the other point, it makes me not so scared of them because I think a lot of that babbling batshit crazy is <laughs> the sign of like, say you're a little puny like ten year old white kid and you're walking through the ghetto. <laughs> And you start, you start like spouting, you know. You start like acting crazy and stuff. So people are like, I ain't going near that guy. You know, there's something yeah. wrong with him. And I think a lot. I think Iran and North Korea and a lot of those crazy con- countries. That's what a lot of it is. When you see them yeah. being crazy like that, it means they really don't have much to fight with. But they want people to be like, hey, you know, don't piss off North Korea too much. We don't know when they're going up into the bell tower. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's it's legitimate. I mean, I can see why they would be afraid. You well, know, you know, I mean, I mean, Team America, <laughs> <laughs> Team America got away with it very well. As a matter of fact, that's some of the greatest comedy ever ever put on film. There was Kim, Kim Jong Il voiced as Cartman is like one of the comedy genius moments of the last decade or so. I love Team America. I love the montage song. But, um... Just, I love thinking, like, something I really want to do when I get my computer up working again is to take clips of America from Hitalia and put, like, Stephen Colbert voiceovers or stuff from, like, uh, like, uh, America Fuck Yeah, like, Uh dick video with just America running through it, and God, I just want to do that so bad. Yeah, we... I I actually wrote to, um, Stephen Colbert about Please be the voice actor for America in Italia. <laughs> I actually wrote Funimation that the He's enough of a nerd to do it too. I know. I know. He totally would do it if he knew about Italia. He would have demanded to be America. I actually wrote Funimation asking for them to do let Stephen Colbert be the voice of America. Oh, he would do it. That yeah. would be that would be a great that would be a great little publicity coup, and, th- and it would be easy for him. He could go down and he could go down to the studio and do all his parts in like one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just sit back. Yeah, it would have been it would have been great, but alas, <laughs> didn't happen. So, I do you want to talk about the fandom a little bit? I do. Alright, let's talk about the fandom, because we kind of touched on everything on the first half of my list. <laughs> Except for Canada, but to me, you can never talk enough about Canada. Right. So you talked it. about Canada. Shut up, I love Canada. But, um, yeah, He's... so, Hope mostly knows about the fandom. I just kind of get all my news from her. So. I do, every Monday I send her the new episode. See, it's I like... love Canada too, but I love the real, I mean, I live right on the border of the real Canada, so. Yeah. I've, ac- I've actually been there. I meet Canadians all the time, and I'll say this. Canadians are just the nicest people, almost invariably. I don't know what it is about Canada, but yeah, not I necessarily know. polite, but they're nice. They're so- I've, I go to school, I went to school with two Canadians, and it's true, they're both so nice. And probably very intelligent, too. 
Mm-hmm. One of them, uh-huh. I thought he was dumb as a post, just because <laughs> the he, was, he was so attractive, and he just seemed like he was dumb. And then I found out that he's very smart. I was astounded. See, well, Lana, I... the Canadian accent can make you... Well, it has that Bob and Doug McKenzie just sort of... <laughs> well, neither of them have Canadian accents. Yeah, oh. like, like the whole, like, oh, life. I'm going to Canada, e. We're going to, like, be all, like, let's smoke some, smoke some marijuana, e. Like, that's, like, actually just a region in Canada. Like, I've heard from my Canadian friends that not everyone talks like that. It's actually just one small region. Yeah. Well, that, that, that strong one there, that's, like, yeah, that's, like, around the Minnesota border. In Minnesota, in, in the northern part of the Midwest, that's the same accent, you know, of yeah. in America. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm going to study geometry. And, and I, was, I was in Minnesota, and everybody, oh, that's a nice boat you got there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I literally, and they all talk very slowly, and they had this whole conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my son made that boat, yeah, out of plywood. Yeah. <laughs> on and on and on. And you can put oars in it, and when you can row with the oars. Oh, that's, that's, that's very nice. And, <laughs> It was exactly like that, but uh, have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Are there even lakes in Minnesota? Did you say lakes? Yeah, like, isn't it Lake Buck? Well, where I was, no, where I was was right on the Canadian border, and the town we were in, um, International Falls, had a humongous Uh. lake. It was huge we went out on a boat to go to dinner it was out in the middle of nowhere this international falls is is almost completely rural and uh yeah this humongous lake and you could go right across into canada and there were all these people living like in the wilds of canada with no electricity and and (laughs) stuff like that and uh it was wild. it was awesome in some ways but that was where the wilds get a little too wild like the first week i was there not to digress in, in the anime podcast, but the whole ground was covered with those silkworms that, you know, that literally the every surface on the ground, we were driving to work and my father's truck was sliding on the road with these things. And they were covering the sides of the house we were staying in. And you could hear a constant like thrumming of these beetle or, you know, or caterpillars climbing up the side of the, and then when they were gone and they'd stripped all the trees bare, if you, stepped into the woods even a foot you would just be covered with ticks just crawling up your legs and arms and the mosquitoes I know I've heard you think oh Canada's in the north there aren't any bugs no (laughs) No, it's it's not even like a part like a Places like Vancouver, it's just like Seattle. It's only an hour north of oh, Seattle, yeah. so oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it never snows there. It's oh, always yeah. just rain and shit. I know. But it yeah. is amazing. They've got some serious ticks and mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just realized how American I sounded when I asked if there were even lakes in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, you're American. You don't I, know your own country. I don't. <laughs> That's I, America. I, I, know. I couldn't for no. the life of you tell you the name of the lake, but it was it was big. <laughs> It was one of them big-ass lakes. <laughs> That's what we should just change the Great Lakes to in America, the big-ass lakes. Oh, big my God, lakes. yes. We got uh, a biggest-ass lake and second-biggest, <laughs> third-biggest. The, I've been vacationing on the right cheek of the big-ass lakes. <laughs> nope, there's only three. Me and the wife had a cabin up there for the last 20 years. Oh. Yeah, and... 
Lake Erie would be the butthole too of the of the big ass lakes too. Oh Lake Erie God. smells funny. Just oh, to let you know. Anyway, the fandom of Hetalia try to <laughs> try to s- steer this back onto the road as much as possible. Of course, yeah. it's my fault. The the but well, tell the us about hub, the fandom. The hub of the fandom lives on Live Journal. Um, it's actually uh, where God, there's like thirty one thousand members just in Hetalia. Jeez. Group. And like even Funimation, who's doing the who's handling the American stuff, posts and does everything on the Hetalia Live Journal. Like they um they post like contests and stuff like right now they're having like a make your own Hetalia postcard contest and so like they're they're posting everything so everything lives there so everything you ever wanted to know Hetalia you can just go there like people post art fan fictions if they're selling stuff um just everything so all it is is uh http://community.livejournal.com/hetalia and um that's where everything is, and it's also where the funnest part to go find pairings is. Like, I love so seeing funny. the weird pairings that huh. people come up with. Now, uh, we're talking slash, slash fiction, or just... Uh, yeah. Romance! Uh. Romance. Romance. Romance fiction. Yes. yes. But not always. I'm sure there must be some girls pairings. There actually is a heterosexual couple. It's Austria and Hungary. And ah. Because actually, historically, they were the Austro-Hungarian union. Right, right. And so they were married during that time, but when they broke up after, I think, World War II, they quote-unquote divorced, but they're still dating. Yeah. Or, like, still talking <laughs> to each other. And they're, like, still on good speaking yeah. terms. Yes. They're happy together. Still. In, in the last Valentine's Day strip, he sent her chocolate. Aww. Aww. There's like technically other ones, like Belarus and Russia, but, but it's Russia one-sided. doesn't want any part of that. Russia, okay, I want to talk about Russia. Russia is so damn scary because he has like the evilness of a child. It's like if he can't have something, he'll just take it for his own. And he's like so kind and he's sweet. And he's all like, "Hi, I'm Russia. Ha ha. I want to be your friend." And then he like holds a pickaxe behind his back, and um. Belarus is his little sister, and she's scary as hell. Like, he, Russia fears Belarus, and she's scary. Like, she punches out a doorknob to get to him because <laughs> she wants to marry him. And, like, she has this, like, ring voice. Like, she looks like she's from the ring when she's in scary mode. It's really scary. It's creepy as hell. And, again, this is something I believe that is done more for comedy purposes and with no real historical background. No, Belarus wants to join the Soviet but Union But Belarus again. isn't a scary... They don't ever do anything scary, do they? They're so poor, but the, all they want to do is be Russian. That they're willing to erase their own culture to be Russian. Wow. And uh, the, you reminded me of something I I learned yesterday reading about this. Is they actually have different names for the kinds of. And Russia was one of those characters, and I can't remember what the terminology was. But but I look I looked up what that term meant, and it meant a character that starts out being very friendly. And and likable, but is you know usually turns abusive or 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 mean at some point. And they had another name for the exact opposite kind of character, one that comes off as being a, a character that is unpleasant that nobody likes at first, but then generally grows on everybody. Like England. Ah. 
Yeah, I, England, I know what you're talking yes. about. I can't remember what it is. There's, there's oh, a term a, for each of those. A Sundera character? It's very very possible, and I think the other one started with a P, maybe. A P or an Yeah, R. I, I know remember. what you're talking about. And, but it, They're just character types. You know how we have archetypes? Yes, yes, I Same understand. thing. What are you doing? I drew on your shoulder. Yes, you did. Anyway, hi. <laughs> so. But uh, there's a lot of pairings. Like, it's... What? Silly pairings. Silly pairings. America and Estonia. That's kind of weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Hitalia wiki. I don't see it. Hitalia has its own Nor wiki. Nor do I. Uh, it's wiki.com. Wikia. Wikia. I'm sorry, Wikia. It's like a Kia, but with a wa. <laughs> yeah. Why? But uh, here, I'll send it to you, Scott, where I am right now. But, um... So yes. Why did I just call has, you Scott? Hi, it Chris. It has a Hi. wiki page where it has all the information about all the characters. All it's the kind of crazy. random characters. It's unbelievable. It's this the the wikia is huge. Like it has all the episodes. It has all the everything. It has every effing thing you could think of. And some of these pairings are just solely just fan base. Like Canada, Ukraine. The own like. They're, they've never met in the anime or the manga, but Canada is the first country to recognize Ukraine as a country, so people are like, they must be in love! <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it, you know, just fangirls. But then you have, like, stuff. family pairings, like, you have the Face family, which is France, America, Canada, England, because uh, they've all, a lot of people pair England and uh, France together, and they're raising America and Canada together. So they're like the face family. So you have family pairings and stuff that might not be romantic. Yeah, and it's, it's just interesting that people are making historical fan fiction. It, it, yes, it's really interesting. There's a lot of um, uh, slash for countries that had alliances in the past. And there's a lot of Turkey, Greece, mm-hmm. and their relationship and what that's like, as well as pairings with the nations with rulers from the past. Mm-hmm. Which brings in like one of the um, America, one of the America ones is America Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love America Thomas Jefferson. That's not that's just my canon. Well, I think it <laughs> I love America Thomas Jefferson. Oh my no, god, yes. I was just wondering. I just thought of this. Do you think there's like some history nerds somewhere, you know, that are writing fan fiction about like Benjamin Franklin and Betsy Ross or something, or you know. Oh, yes. There are. About actual there historical are. Go to figures. fanfiction.net, my friend. Oh. There's, there's lots. I mean, my favorite, like, hilarious thing on fanfiction.net, there's Bible fanfiction. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's the funniest thing ever. I've never read any of it, but it exists. So that's oh enough. My God. That's I enough for me. Um, it's just funny. It's just funny that people, you know, people are reading the Bible and getting all hot and bothered, you know. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ and the Apostle Andrew. Uh, 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 but I mean, uh, it's not necessarily sexual. Not all fan fiction is sexual. Okay, let's see. Megan's. Oh, I would love to. What? What are the? What is it when it, the person writes their own th- themselves into the story? Oh, Mary what is Sue. That? Mary oh. Sue. That some Mary Sue Bible stories would be really funny. Oh, God. oh my god, that'd be oh awesome. God. Books. <laughs> you know, and then Mary Sue told Jesus, I wouldn't trust that Judas guy. Bible. There are 2,922 Bible stories. On fanfiction.net currently. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Beowulf. 
Maybe Beowulf by a shit ton. Well, Beowulf only has 35. I posted a Beowulf fanfic. Oh, I'll bet you it's mostly based on the movie Beowulf at this point. It's actually point. not. It's actually mostly based on the book Grindel. Ah. I one. haven't read that. I heard that's a really <laughs> good book. I'm sorry, she's, I want to read the, the number three is The Way of the Lord by someone. Star, I don't know, no, no, it's private. I, it's not exactly anyway, but, uh, and it says, a modern day remain, uh, reimagining of the teenage years of Jesus. Through the eyes oh, of John no. the Baptist, we will watch the young Messiah as he attends high school, learns about <laughs> who he is, and begins his history. <laughs> and it's rated K, so see, it's not all romance. I want to see the rated M. Oh God! Rated mature. All right, all right, all right. What's this K? One? Does that mean kid friendly? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it all means. Ages. So this we digress. Okay. No, hold on. <laughs> Uh, one day in heaven, God is very horny. What will he do? <laughs> God and uh, Jesus. All right, one God. day in heaven. God and Jesus, it's a masturbation story. Number five on this is Adolf Hitler travels back in time to meet a man who would change his life forever, and it's a Jesus-Hitler pairing. Oh, what? no, why? <laughs> well, I guess I know why, I get, but oh, come on. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun tangent. So, yes, there's lots of fan fiction. So, fan fiction's always a fun tangent. There is probably Like I know on DeviantArt, I'm a I'm a fan, I'm a part of the Sexy Jefferson Club, and there's some Thomas Jefferson stuff like fanfic there. <laughs> <laughs> the Sexy Jefferson Club. I love it because it sounds like that's a, that sounds like a, a slick DJ on like an R&B and soul <laughs> radio station. Hi, it's Sexy Jefferson here tonight, <laughs> playing your favorite slow jams. You're right, it does. But, um, to go back, um, one thing I love about the pairings and it teaches you about the background, like America, Lithuania, I didn't know shit about Lithuania, and I didn't know from, like, after World War One to the time of the Great Depression, we were pretty much, like, babysitting them. And so, from the anime, Lithuania is actually living with America, and kind of working as his maid, but they're friends. So the pairings, which is what I went to start this entire conversation about was just another way to help show the relationships between the countries through history. Yeah, whether sexual or not. <laughs> Quote unquote sexual or not. Oh my god, they're all totally fucking and you know it. <laughs> all them countries. They're they being are. like rabbits. They are. United Nations meetings. Yeah. Not so calm. It don't That's smell calm. too good in there. <laughs> You, I walked into that United Nation and I opened the door and was just like, damn! C-SPAN is interesting. <laughs> C-SPAN is porn. Oh my god, yes. You know when they're talking about tax raises, that's not the only thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh god, old wrinkly man. Uh oh. <laughs> no. No. But, um, you wanna move on? Yes. Yes, please. Um, I just wanted to mention that, like, I'm not a huge, like, I love usually theme songs and stuff like that, but I don't, when it comes to anime, I usually don't try to find character songs, but Hataya has some of the best music ever. Like, the character songs are so great, because they're, most of them are done in the style of their 
of their countries. Like I, if you the uh, the first ending theme song is a song called Marukai Tachikuru. And what they do is they talk, they sing about their country, but everyone is different, and every single one like is done in the style of their country. Like uh, uh, Russia, in the middle of it, breaks into the Tetris theme song because Tetris was invented in Russia, which I didn't know. I learned a yes. lot. It was a Russian professor, I believe. I think the Rubik. I don't know if the Rubik's cube was Russian too, but it may have been like a Soviet bloc country that Rubik came from. Mm-hmm. It was um, some- uh, one thing I noticed about the sound of this show—I forgot to mention this before—was a lot of there were a lot of sound effects and music cues that come from iMovies because I use iMovies all the time. So I would hear these just short little bumps and you know little little different musical cues and and spurts that would be right so somebody was working this on itunes at some point Mm -hmm. and uh using their sound effects just a little side note that's funny i I don't know what reminded me of that also just the opening song is an awful lot like um that movie oh no that famous song yes oh no thus spake zarathustra I think, oh, I which was... is it's a classical piece, but yeah. it's it's was used in 2001. Yeah, I think they, I think it's a direct. Yeah, I think that's a direct quote, you know, because I mean that and, and it's crumbling rock, you know. It sort yeah. of looks like the Dianetics ads uh, with the with the flaming meteor rock dirt chunks uh, flying uh, towards the screen. And and the opening theme song, uh, the lyrics are just hilarious. You know, it's got to be the only opening theme song in the world that has Bolognese sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it gets better, like, because, like, later on, like, they start at the ending theme song, they add some of the others. So if it's a prominently England episode, it'll have England singing the theme song. And it's talking about, like, it's so great because the music, since, like, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and, like, rock, they had that, like, 60s rock in England, it's this rock piece with, like, great bass in the background. Like, I love England's theme songs so much. And they all sing about their own cultural things. Like, Russia sings about vodka. Mm -hmm. And so it's... Vodka, mama. Vodka, guy, or something like that. Vodka, yeah. Yeah, so it's really fun. And then now they're doing a new theme song where they're talking about parades. So Italy says Hatafuta, which is a white flag, and then you have Germany, which is a beer parade. <laughs> and South Italy has a tomato parade. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, it all, yeah. I don't think any of those countries could deny those stereotypes. <laughs> it's true. Germany invented Oktoberfest. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've known a few, like, Russian, like, older Russian immigrants and I gotta tell you, I've never seen people drink vodka like that in my life. It was—it's it, amazing what like seventy-year-old Russian away. ladies, yeah, that look like a little babushka, you know, with the, with the, with the, you know, the cloak and their and their their hair all wrapped up and just drinking like a drinking a glass of water, except it's vodka. <laughs> Oh my god, one of my co-workers is from Russia, and she is just like Russia in the anime. She is the nicest person in the world. She will give you the shirt off your back, and she's so sweet. But then one time she was telling me about like when she was a kid, how she broke this guy's jaw because he attacked her friend, and she tortured him, and she was like 
12 at the time. She knows, like, you are the scariest person I know. She's like, oh, don't worry. I will, if anyone I like you. you. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I'm never going to piss you off. She's like, oh, no, I protect you. Come on, let's go get ice cream. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the scariest thing ever. Like, she just told me about how she was 11 and she tortured this kid. And she just smiled and asked if we wanted to go get ice cream afterwards. Like, <laughs> Oh. And you were and, and you were like, wait, you didn't really torture them. Like, oh yes. She's like, oh I yeah. If I was just going to like make them mad, I would have hit them in the face. But I broke his jaw. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That was unbelievable. I still don't know if I should believe her or not, but I'm still not ever gonna piss her off <laughs> just in case it's true. Yeah, she sounds very smart. Sounds <laughs> yes. Um, the last thing I have is uh, well. We mentioned, talked a little bit about the subbing earlier and uh, yeah. how we like it, so so cross that off my list. It's just it's pissing a lot of people off. Like yeah. not everyone likes it. Some people say, "Oh, everyone sounds so stupid." Or I was pissed nah, off nah, at Vic Monogna's there, but I despise Vic Monogna. I hate him. I just want to shank him in the face. I know. I like. I love his early stuff, but ever since Full Metal Alchemist, everything since then sounds like Ed Elric, and that's why I'm very interested. He's doing Greece of all people, so I'm trying to think of Ed Elric with Rick's voice and coming out of Greece's mouth, and it just all I see is like calm, laid back Greece sitting on the hillside. He looks at Japan and goes, "Hey, my vocal cords." You know what's funny is is just for a second. This is how this is how dumb I am. When you go, he's doing Grease right now. I, I pictured the actor like on stage doing the traveling stage version of Grease, you know. Oh, yeah, Grease, right, right. You're an American, congrats. But, right. but yeah, that's something that I've, has always bothered me. I always hate dubs of anime it's just because they always are bad. But this one really is surprisingly good. The, the actors are clearly very creatively wanting to pursue these characters and portray them in an interesting way I always find that most dubs sound very I am reading this script of a Japanese cartoon I do not understand what I am saying but they really they really seem to know what they're doing no it's great um I'm trying to pull up his name so I don't say this well I think Boys. maybe that there's more actors now who understand yeah. anime that, than yeah. there were before maybe so they can get people who I mean, I, th- I I would think as a voice actor, a lot of the challenge would be getting the words in in enough time. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Well, that makes it difficult. Because there's a lot of script changes that people don't like, but a lot of it is just because the they Japanese people can say something in one word that we have to take like right. four or five words to describe. So, or or vice versa. Like we might have one words answers, but they're their equivalent might be like four or five more syllables. So, I mean, but people are getting upset with like voice act, some of the script changes because of just things don't translate from Japanese Mm. to America. Like their, some of their cultural stuff, like the one that I, I noticed so far that I don't like so far is when, um, the, uh, Germany was talking about Japan and in the Japanese one, he was saying that like, he's equipped with phrases that can put someone down without, actually doing it and then Japan said those phrases but in the dub it's like he's just talking about him and he doesn't have a lead into that part so Japan's just talking like randomly right some of the script changes are because things don't translate well 
and I, I do like some of the changes. Some of them I'm still a little eh on, but it's overall really funny. Well, yeah, yeah. you could you could translate them literally into English, but you still wouldn't get them culturally. Mm-hmm. What their meaning was, they make, we have nothing to compare it to here. Yeah, they probably. make really good um, culturally equivalent jokes. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, like I, I, I always remember from Spirited Away. There's that game that they play where they put their fingers together, and it's like to break a curse. And it's actually a Japanese, like almost like a, you know how we have like cootie games, like your cootie right. shop. It's it's that equivalent, but we they don't we don't have that kind of game in our culture. So they actually had to explain it in Spirited Away what it was. And it wasn't until I went back and I watched uh, like the making of Spirited Away and them bringing it to English, they talked about that change, like. Like them taking off their shoes, like people just don't do that here. They don't. Well, right. Meg, Meg, I do. Meg, I take off my shoes when I go in my house. So. So my flip flops are currently sitting outside and being infested with mosquitoes. But <laughs> no, Bashaw, we're not in Canada. But I. <laughs> <laughs> You're far from Canada. No, yeah, we, we are in nice, sultring, humid Georgia. I'm sure it's nice and hot right now. Jesus well, at the Christ. Moment, it's only 79 now. It's 79 at 9 o'clock. It's almost 80 degrees and it's 9 p.m. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, so some of the people are upset about script changes, but sometimes you just have to do it because things just don't translate well. Right. But some things, like, people are getting upset. Like, Italy has this... Let me pull up the exact line. Italy has this line, and he's talking oh, to yeah. Romano about Germany, and he says the line that Germany is wider than anybody. And people are getting really pissed off about this. And like, there's another line like Russia is uh, is to run on the battlefield to be cannon fodder. These are actually like historical things, and I right. appreciate that Funimation is touching on these kind of darker issues, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, but the way they the way they present it, it's almost it's it's oh gosh. I mean, Russia's it's almost like naive. I can just cannon fodder. No, America yeah. tells me. Oh, I could have sworn he said something no. like that. I'll, no, no, no. Oh, that's true. He does I, say. America's like England. You do this. France, you do this. Russia, you be cannon fodder. Yeah, and I'll be the right. hero. That's right. I remember. But he says something that's also kind of. Um, but the thing is, like my my phrase of people who is just getting really upset about these like little things is Hatai has always been a joke. You're not supposed to take it seriously. And my message to you is calm the fuck down. <laughs> that really? should be, that's a message to everybody in almost everything these days. Yeah, like, like people are down. writing Funimation and giving them nasty hate mail over this shit. I'm like, really? Just calm the fuck down. <laughs> I, I, see, I think that's just a cultural phase we're going through now. I think, um, I think trolling has become a part of our culture now and yeah. we're, we're just the the main the main mass of our pop culture is just picking up on it and they're and they're all trying their hands at, at trolling and and ranting you know rant the word rant has become oh, right yeah. in our vocabulary now where it used to be a sort of fringe thing mm-hmm. now everybody wants to be a good ranter so but that, i think I think it's a, a reflection of a very good thing. We are, we have become more sensitive to these things. Now we have to know when we can, you know, let it go. It's okay. <laughs> I know, just like let it go. But I think it's I think it's good now that for for a change, the majority of people don't want to offend anymore. 
anymore, you know? I mean, because, like, the, the subtitle has always just been... There's a difference between reading it and a difference between hearing it. Yeah. And I think people, like, just got so used to reading it, they didn't take in the fact that they were, all these things were still being said and all these things were still happening. It's just hearing it is a different ball game. You're hearing like, it in English. Like, you, it's one thing reading... Uh, uh, Romano calling Germany a t- potato bastard. It's another thing hearing him say, lick my balls, you potato eater. Like, it's a difference. And Well, it's also when you're seeing it as a video, more people, I think, that's more accessible. And so you have, you know, where, whereas if it's a, it's a comic book, you have a certain um, subculture of people who are mostly reading that comic book. Yeah. And it'll become popular in their subculture. But when it starts becoming movies and visual media, then it starts having to necessarily or being exposed to more scrutiny. And people are more likely to watch something than to read something these yeah. days. Yeah. So, and, and then you get the whole thing where... Um, with the accents and everything. So it's even more overtly you know uh, parody and caricature when you hear and you see the body language you know I mean Italy is animated in the typical anime buffoon style you know doing he's always in the background doing something silly while the grown ups are talking uh, you know and and, uh, so it, it, it would be it would be more explosive or controversial I think in that medium just because you're going to get more people watching it, and the more people that watch it, the more liable you are to run into somebody who's sensitive about it or who doesn't get the humor or doesn't have a sense of humor or, or whatever. All so, I'm going to say is if you don't like it, just watch the subtitle. I mean, just deal with it. And, or just, just don't watch Italia if you're just going to... Because since the beginning, it's always been like those. It hasn't changed. People knew it was going to be coming, and so people are just getting... I think people are just pissed off to be pissing. That's, <laughs> that's fine. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have people bis- bitching and pissing and arguing about a show about history rather than what Bitching Paris about Hilton's, Jersey Shore. Yeah, or Paris Hilton's antics or something like that that's, that's fairly meaningless or it's actually true. completely this- meaningless. Did you hear that Snooki on Jersey Shore wants to take on Obama for making a tan tax? <laughs> and it's like a ridiculous, ridiculous rant online. If you find... I was just stunned into silence. Wow. I know. And she doesn't know. She, like apparently, she doesn't think Obama's tanned anyway because she was like, I, I think she doesn't know he's black because she's all like, yeah, and he's like that pale guy, right? And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, what? <laughs> Well, Snooki comes from the world of, and I used to work at a bar that was, you know, frequented by people from this world of, where they know who the president is, and that's it. And, yeah. and if you're lucky, they know what political party he belongs to, but that's it. Yeah. They they can't tell you who the vice president is. They can't tell you how the political process works or anything. You know, they they love to interview people like that on Jay Leno and have them oh, say yeah. oh, say yeah. stupid things. And yes, Snooki came to our town. Uh, she did a whole tour, I guess, where she would go to bars, and so people would go to the bars. <laughs> that was basically what she would do. She would go to a bar and hang out there, huh. and they'd probably pay her like five, 
$10,000 to come and hang out at the bar that night and people Can you were going nuts. burn the bar down while she was there? <laughs> no, no, people... Well, you know, I mean, here in Rochester, we're close enough to Jersey, so there's a lot of people here who are like, you know, who dress in that that style and are of that culture here with the fake tans and oh. and everything. They're just light versions of the true <laughs> Jersey Shore versions of it. But you know, they came out in droves to see Snooki. She was a wow. she's a folk hero to them. Oh my God! I have one more thing to say about uh, the fandom, which I found especially captivating. Um, there are tons of people on Facebook role-playing as these characters, and it made multiple, like, there are about a, ten different people who have created Facebook pages for, say, England. Oh, there or, are more! I know, or America, <laughs> or Russia, and they're all, so they all, they have this huge Facebook community as well. To where right. you can actually register your Facebook account as an official role-playing account. Yeah. We're both, I am Canada, and she's Turkey. <laughs> That's a smart move by Facebook. Facebook, I think, is one of the most evil, is the most evil social network ever to come out. You know, they evolve each time, and Facebook is like the first one that's popped out of the womb evil. It's 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 like the Walmart of the internet. I like uh, I like uh, being a part of the Facebook group because like you can find a huge mass of like Italia pictures. So if you're like someone who uh-huh. loves fan art, my God, there's I get all my fan art and shit from Facebook. I rarely well, yeah, because it, it sucks up. It does the searches and sucks up all the pictures from everywhere on Facebook and yeah. just deposits them in one place. Yeah, and uh, I personally, I think that's like that is what I like seeing people use social networking for for stuff like that. Back in the old days of like Friendster, there were people doing stuff. That's how I first heard of Aquatine Hunger Forces. There were people. <laughs> Pretending to be the Moonanites from Aquatine Hunger Force, you know, and they would play the character to the hilt, you know. When if you wrote them a a, a message, they would write back in the parlance of, you know, the Moonanites. <laughs> That's cool. And, That's so uh, great. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's about all I have left to say, except for, um, the only last thing I have to say is, Hatalia makes history class, and, like, global events so much fun. I, I check BBC News every single day to find out what's going on in Europe. <laughs> I, I was watching the World Cup and, and the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, and it, out. it just makes the world so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, uh, the fan art and the fan fiction that just came out of both of them are insane. But the fact that you, like, can... I walked into history class, and, like, this is before I showed Hatalia to my to my teacher. And she was saying, like... And we were talking about, like, communism and the Cold War and stuff. She was like, yeah, and, like, Russia pretty much just walked up to China's house and knocked on the door and was like, become one with me. And, like, and I just saw it. Like, Hatalia... Yeah, I was just going to say, and it was playing out in your head in a cartoon, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't, like, go to history class without thinking Hataya. It makes the world interesting. You remember it better, too. You have an image of, okay, this is America, okay, this is Russia, and this is what happened. Okay, got it. I know. It's easy to remember. And, like, just watching the Olympics, there was so much fun. Like, when they were, like, and, and, and 
England's playing Japan and curling. And I just saw, like, <laughs> was watching TV and replacing all their faces with, like, England and Japan. And it makes it so funny. <laughs> and same thing with the World Cup. Like, oh my god, with the World Cup and that, when Robert Greene missed that howler goal and then rolled behind him, all the fan art of, like, England, like, getting so, like, like all the countries making fun of England was just so great. So it, it is. It, it really it increases your fascination and interest with the world and history and history. Because like I would have never known like half like the, the things like about like Canada and Ukraine, him being the first country to recognize yeah. her. I would have never known that. And like stuff about Lithuania and America and their relationship. It just teaches you things you want to know. And, like, they don't always explain stuff in the anime, so you have to, like, go back and look it up yeah. to understand why certain things are that way. And I find it really interesting. And I love Italian. I'm so excited for season four and for the movie to come to America. Oh, yes. So if there's any high school history teachers listening right now... I would say college just because... Uh, older high school, maybe senior. It depends on the high school that you teach in. If you're teaching, like, I, I would think, like... If you're in oh, Bible Belt, grade, County, if you're in Bible you. Belt, no way, don't don't have this in class. But if you're in one of those classes where you can get away with somebody saying "bastard" once in a while or "damn it," you could probably get away with showing this in history class because even the sensory sort of people, if they saw it, they wouldn't get it. <laughs> they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't get what to be offended. Yeah. And I think this would, you know, or if you have teenage kids, I think this would be yeah. a great anime to, to toss in their direction. Or if you're just curious about, or if you want to start learning more about history. And it's, it's not like you waste a lot of time. Like, oh, I have to say, the first, like, 20 seconds of the first episode is hard to get through. But once you get through it, because they, because what they do is they just throw everything at you, and you're just yeah. like, oh my god, my brain is processing. I would say watch that one dubbed, because it's so hard reading all the subtitles on top of each other. But after you get through about episode one, the rest of it goes by so fast, and they're only five minutes long. So it's like one of those things that if you want to try it, you don't really waste time on yeah. if you don't like it. You might waste well, like 15 okay. minutes and decide, oh, I don't like this. I'll say this. I'm a typical non-watcher of anime and typically avoid it and I was I found myself compulsively you know clicking the next button yeah. on it last night and I was watching it late night like before I went to bed and I ended up staying up about an hour longer than I wanted to because I would just I would click one and then and and you know once you get to the format of it you know you see certain parts come up and you go oh this is almost over already and uh, yeah. then you, and then you're out like, well, it's only five minutes. I'll watch one more. Yeah. And I was yeah. finding myself, you know, we kept hitting the button like one of those little lab rats getting a getting a piece <laughs> of food. So yeah, I I wouldn't say it's gotten me uh, turned me into an anime addict, but I was definitely intrigued by it. And I'm gonna actually keep. I'll probably watch right up to what is it? They have like up to on the Funimation page that I was on, they had up to I think like episode fifty nine or sixty or something. Yeah, it's like uh, episode fifty two, which is the end of season two, which is the end of the World War One, World War Two arc, roughly. Oh, okay, so there's plenty more even after that. Then we're on season three, and they're in episode seventy. Uh, they, wow. they're uh episode yeah. nineteen of season three comes on Monday, and I like season three better than the first two seasons because it's all open. It's anything. 
so it's so, going all around in time and yeah, and it introduces more characters. Like you get Turkey, you get Sweden in season three, you get Tony the alien's like formal introduction in season three. <laughs> Instead of doing Chibi Italia, you do Chibi Romano, which is South Italy. Um, so like it's it's open season for everything and any points of history. It's just so much fun. And I like season three much more than season one and two. So, so I, two true freaks fans who've made it this far, I think if <laughs> they've made it this far, they're probably almost ninety percent going to check it out. Yeah, I would say so. They've priority wikied it by now. You know, they've priority been on Google and checked out all the stuff by now in the first twenty minutes of the show. And if I know, I know our fans. Our fans are on. You know, we're yeah. We have to. We, we're notorious for not doing our research, so like, we say stuff and then we realize instantly that 20 seconds after someone hears that recording, they're going to have the accurate information and be writing us going, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> so. I've done that too, like, I usually listen to you guys while I drive to work, because I have to drive like an hour and a half every day to work, and um, I just listen, and I'm just like, damn it, I wish I had something to write it down, so I want to comment on this. <laughs> So, yeah, well, we're so talking about we've got this this guy who's going to invent these sort of uh, shot collars for us, and, oh. <laughs> and we'll, we're going to hook them up, you know, Wi-Fi, so that our fans, as they listen and are offended, can just blast us from anywhere in the country, and we're going to use that to sort of figure out, you know, that that's going to be our way of figuring out our demographics is, you know, what time of day do we get shocked the most? What episode did we get shocked the most on? You know. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, thank you so much for having us on your show. Why do oh, you get to say Thank you for being on. Thank you for. I think Megan's tired of sitting. <laughs> she she is overdone her sitting for the night. Welcome well, to podcast world. Hours, yeah, so. this is. Welcome to podcasting. Thank yeah, you. maybe may, we got to get you a headset so you can do it off of, of you know, you can be on a. You know, stationary bike or something, or on a treadmill, <laughs> while while you do the podcast, so you feel like you're going someplace. You know, I can talk. Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website. Donate any amount at all. Tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf. And you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com. Two True Freaks. Libson.com is spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. Libson, which is L I B S Y N. com. You can email Two True Freaks directly at Two True Freaks at gmail.com. You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S C O T T G A R D N E R. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. 
For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U. Sounds really good. Huh? Meg's being a girl. I'm sorry. I had to hit her. Ow! Hit me, I hit you. Bitch! Yeah, that's what girls are for, Hope. Hitting. Jeez. (laughs) Way to start off your podcast. I'm going to leave that right at the beginning of the podcast. Please do. Please do. No!